This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 223 of The Real Word. Word is up. The word is up, and the drama is up in racket number one. I love a little good old debate in real. Not enough people are willing to engage in classic debate style conversation. You think? Yeah, not enough people in this industry are willing to do it. It's a very, you know, stuffy. So where are they debating? Like they're hiding? They're hiding behind like they're hiding behind their Well, people just say, you know, we don't have to talk about it. You have your opinion, I have my opinion. Nobody wants to actually get into it like Ryan Serhant and Bess Friedman. Bess Friedman is the Brown Harris Stevens CEO. Ryan Serhant, of course, is the founder and CEO of Serhant brokerage and they got into it at a real deal panel that they were both on and they were sparring over reality tv okay so they have differing opinions obviously it's pretty clear what ryan's stance would be on reality tv what it's done for his brand and what he believes it's done for the industry so we'll, we'll get into that but let's first talk about what Bess Friedman, CEO of Brown Harris Stevens, what her opinion is on reality TV. So be thinking as you're listening and or watching, like, what's your take? Is reality TV good or bad for the real estate industry? Bess Friedman, she didn't hold back. She said, nope. I do think reality TV is very deflating to what we do because I think it makes it look effortless okay but she went on to dig a little bit deeper she says that the over sexualization of women on shows like selling sunset this is her quotes it's Mm -hmm. in it's all women with very short skirts their boobs are out sometimes they don't even have pants on the bottom i don't don't know if you keep if you keep reading though she says they're wearing t-shirts with like heels Uh, they have a they just have a shirt on high heels overdone makeup and what does that say to women who want to go into the real estate industry i think it's a very poor portrayal of what it's like to be a business woman Mm -hmm. you can be an effective beautiful businesswoman without having a short skirt and your boobs out it's and that's very frustrating for me as a mom raising a daughter with a lot of friends who have young daughters and are trying to raise and and to show it's uh she goes on to basically say women professionals were trying to advance and and so on and so forth. So that's her stance that the reality TV shows whether it be million dollar listing that Ryan has starred on since you know 2012 I believe which was in all honesty predominantly men too so Correct. i mean she's most talking... of the bravo shows yeah are all men i would agree she's, with that she's talking specifically about this selling sunset clearly now ryan he's always dug in especially since launching Sirhant brokerage mm-hmm. on the old guard of brokerages i mean he goes after legacy brands all the time and this is yeah. another opportunity for him to dig at these old at the old guard He's quoted as saying the old way of selling real estate has completely changed. Uh, Adding that 25 million viewers watched the first season of Million Dollar Listing, which ran in 2012. And although many of those viewers weren't million dollar buyers at the time because many were young and didn't have wealth of their Mm -hmm. own built up, 
He explained that buyers are influenced by their kids. Now that some of these have grown up and, and are obviously buying. Mm-hmm. Um, so Inman went back. Some of the quotes that I said were after the panel because it was a heated panel. So this is an Inman article. We'll link it up, of course. Inman went back and spoke to Friedman. That's where she went you know, a little bit deeper. She said the real estate industry is under attack by lawmakers over the commission structure. She thinks these shows... And so she included million dollar listing in the, in the mm-hmm. Netflix yeah. shows mm-hmm. perpetuate a myth that real estate is glamorous. It's a get rich quick, easy uh, scheme. And it's, it's why it's sort of f- fair game to come after the real estate professionals. Um, that's also another piece to consider when you put out this narrative on a big platform and all these eyes are looking at it. So Nicole, you know, Ryan obviously feels like, uh, this has given people the opportunity to build a brand. Realty, right. Reality TV has given birth to the future of real estate, Sirhan said. It represents a big culture and economic trends upon us right now. The power of content, the demand for mobile entertainment, and the appeal of the modern workplace. Yep. Real estate is the beauty and features of people's homes, relationships, and all of that is interesting. And none of that means that the business trust, hard work and effort, administrative duties, research and soft skills that come with being in real estate aren't part of our profession, which is the greatest profession in the world, by the way. And there it's important, Mm -hmm. even if it doesn't make good TV. So he's saying there's a place for this kind of TV, the over-dramatized you know, segments of the real estate industry. Right. And it doesn't take away from the hard work in our profession. He believes it's the future of real. It's given birth to this future of real estate, this content rich industry that we're in. What's your take reality TV? Yeah. Are you leaning more towards Friedman Mm -hmm. or Sirhan on this debate? Well, there's so much to chew on here though. They're, they're talking about five or I feel like six different, topics in here. There's so, a lot to chew on. So what's your there, take? Well, again, I, I mean, it depends on what we're talking about. So I, I, I've I, never watched Selling Sunset. So I, I kind of am a little bit against Freeman there because I do feel like if you like, I, I just, I don't watch it. So that's not necessarily the way that I'm viewing the real estate industry, but I'm also in the real estate industry. But I, I also don't know that we're being under attack because of commissions because of selling Sunset either. Um, I think that's a little. I think that's a little well, bit for sort of like a far fetch of, of 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 bringing what. What do you want to say? What well, what she's alluding to is basically we're under attack by these DOJ lawsuits, and does right. this make us look like those? schemey get rich real estate agents like, no, like i'm it, hearing it, i just i don't think that saying. i hear and i'm and i'm saying that i don't think that they're related okay. that that's related at all understood um i do under i i again i i, I understand what sir is saying in terms of um br- like branding and video and all of that is obviously extremely important i think at the end of the day though i I, I do sort of I do sort of agree with her in the sense that people I believe are getting into the business thinking that it is a quick, you know, get rich mm. quick and it's an easy thing. But I think once they get here, they learn very quickly that it's not. So um, again, I, I, I'm sort of teetering on on both sides here. I mean, obviously, reality TV is never going away, regardless of no. of, of of who we're following and what profession they're doing. I mean, it. I go again, go on Hulu and they're following everybody around. So 
I, I just, I don't know. I, 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 I go, I'm, I'm on both sides on this one, but at the end of the day, I think you can turn it off again. I've never watched selling sunset. It's not anything that I want to watch. Um, but I also know that once you're in this business, it's a, it's, it's a lot more difficult than most think. It definitely is. NAR would probably say, Hey, this has been good for us. Obviously they tapped out at, you know, topped out at the most, and we'll talk about NAR a little bit later in the show yep. again and how they're spending their money. Can't wait to get into that one. But NAR, mm -hmm. you know, almost hit 1.6 million members this year. Right. So shows like Bravo and Selling Sunset have actually helped get more agents into the business. For it sure. hasn't helped the failure rate. It's still 87.5%. No. So to your point, they get in, they realize how hard it is and they fail, which you can debate, you know, whether that's good or bad. That's probably really, you know, bad, but the industry, you know, makes money off of that. NAR and different right. brokerages are, are actually making money off of well, that. Well, and I think at the end of the day, I think we've always argued this. I think the the, the probably our biggest problem is is sort of the uh, the ability the the easiness to get into the business. So mm -hmm. let's stop talking about Hulu and Netflix and selling Sunset, and let's start talking about how easy it is or how much more difficult we can make it to actually get into the business. Yeah, I, I do think that there is a place for what I guess mainstream media would consider boring content, like showing, I really like that kind of stuff, but maybe that's because I'm a business guy. I like watching like Gary V's 4Ds show on YouTube where he's meeting with 10 business owners and they're all asking him very specific entrepreneurial business questions. But you know, that being said, Shark Tank is mainstream media and that's done very well. They, they've you know, got obvious drama to that show yeah, I do think there's a place to highlight because real estate is very interesting to a lot of people. Yeah, And so I do think there's a place to take what's worked with Bravo on million dollar listing, what's worked on Netflix with selling sunsets and go into more of the business side of real estate, maybe what's worked with Shark Tank. And I think there is an opportunity there to show that business side of real estate. That is a lot of hard work that does have a lot of great entrepreneurs in this industry. Yeah. And there's a huge opportunity to do that. I, I would say that I see where Bess Friedman, the CEO of Brown Harris Stevens, where she is coming from on this, being a woman, I can't, you know, I, I can't I get it. But if but if someone wants to have their boobs out and have a short dress on, but then she's accusing them of not being a businesswoman because that's the way that they're dressed, I think that's wrong too. I mean, the, the I've again I've watched some real estate shows and like they're not freaking idiots like they're you can tell that they know what they're talking about they've obviously established very strong relationships with people that have have very lucrative positions in in in, in corporations and and in life where if they want to show off their boobs like you're allowed to like who who is like it's just it's it her comment is almost in my mind, a little bit more degrading because now you're now you're judging them for what they're wearing and and for them, that's what they want to wear. So I, I don't know. I, I will be interesting to see if any any of the women on Selling Sunsets, you know, actually have an opinion on this. I was just going to say, like, I'm I mean, not wear a woman, it while so you I can. I mean, four kids later, like you're 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 I don't know if things are going to be quite as perky. So, I mean, maybe do it while you can, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, 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 don't know. I, I actually haven't seen a lot of the Netflix show, but 
you know, I, I see where she's obviously, she obviously has her opinion on this on yes. her side. Yes. And you know, me just being a male, I've got to respect where she's coming from. Of course, that. I 100% respect. And I have a daughter too, but my daughter also is like 100% in control of what it is that she chooses to do and who she chooses to look up to. Um, and gosh, if she's watching a Netflix show and that's where she's headed, I mean, I got some other issues to worry about. But Yeah, I would, I would say that you're, to Ryan's point here, you are thinking in a world that isn't the future world. And that's where she's wrong on this. She's not thinking about the, she wants the industry to be a certain way that it was when it was very closed door. Right. When consumers didn't have full access, yeah. when brokers like herself had all the control in the industry. And mm -hmm. she's referring to an industry that looked like that which was less transparent right. than what it looks like today and what it will look like tomorrow. A lot of people enjoy this content. It is, Million Dollar Listing was the most popular show in on Bravo and like maybe not on Bravo because I think uh, Kim Kardashian was on at the same time, but it was very popular. Yeah. It was certainly the most popular show in real estate. It took over those DIY shows and the Chip yeah. and Joanne and all that. Well, kind you of stuff. still watch. You still watch the guy, the buddy, your buddy on. Uh, is it TikTok? You love watching him on TikTok. Who? He's always Ooh. cocktailing. Oh, I you're love like a, watching Josh Flag on TikTok. Yes, Absolutely. you're you're obsessed with. I mean, it's again. He's he's still producing. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> yeah. so th there's a place for for this type of content. I do also think there's an evolution of content in the future. Like I referenced, I think there's a, a side for the business stuff in real estate. There's a lot of great yeah. entrepreneurs. And there's probably some content rich shows that they could go in that direction. But um, I don't think this is. But again, the stop. ones that are watching your business shows are not watching Selling Sunset. Yeah. And the ones that are watching Selling Sunset are not going to be watching your business shows. So and so to answer the question, I don't I don't think it's bad for the industry. Reality, reality TV, reality TV is going to touch every single industry inclusive of, of inclusive of real estate. I know that we right. want to have our own made up rule book and in our own little world of NAR, it, that's not reality in the world that we live in. And right. reality TV is going to cover every single industry for the foreseeable future. It's been around for a long time. I mean, yep. our show, The Real Word, is a spoof off of the first original reality TV show, The Real World right. on MTV. And so, yeah, I don't think it's bad for the industry. Anything that brings more awareness, but can NAR fix the the real issue? Can your local boards fix the real issue with this new awareness? What are you doing to actually e elevate the professional? Right. Make it, you know, a little harder to get into this business, and then for maybe sure. make it a little easier or a little more supportive to actually be successful in this industry. Right now, the only people that are doing that at scale are the team leaders in this country and maybe a few brokerages. So or the you, ones that are on selling sunset. May, yeah. A lot of those are, I mean, if you look mm -hmm. at some of the teams that are on some of those shows, they're doing a great job training professionals to get into this industry. And obviously it's been great for the brand. So you tell us right. is reality TV good or bad for the industry? Are you with uh, the Brown Harris, Steven CEO, Bess Friedman, 
where you say it is bad for the industry? Are you with Ryan where you say it was the birth of the future of real estate? Where are you in the comments? Good or bad for the industry? All right. Nicole. Yes. Tomo. These loans Tomo. are Hello, unbelievable. Tomo. While most mortgage lenders are running around laying people off, Tomo is not doing that. They have great rates, no lender fees, and they actually close on time. And Nicole, they don't worry about refis. You see all these no lenders refis. like laying off a whole bunch of their staff because they were refi heavy. Tomo just focuses on what they do great, mortgages. It's a mortgage without losing your marbles. So if you want a past client for life, if you want your buyers to go ahead and refer you other buyers and sell their home with you in the future, why don't you get them a mortgage that won't stress them out? Send them over to hellotomo.com or hit the link below. Nicole, how often does Tomo close on time in comparison to the industry? 96% of the time. 98. Tomo, no, no, no. I thought it was 98, Nicole. 98. 98. Well, it's 98. Well, don't ask me any more questions. I don't know the answer. So it's 98. 98 to date percent of the time have their loans closed on time. The industry average is just 40%. 40%. I, I did wear my sweatshirt. I wore my sweatshirt this weekend, though. I love it. That is it. not the Tomo sweatshirt. What yes, is that? it is. Not right now. This How weekend I did. I mean, that's no. clearly not a Tomo sweatshirt. No, it's not the Tomo, but I have the Tomos. My, my son and I were fighting over it. I love the Tomo color, the branding. It's, it's, it's orange. I mean, you can't go wrong. It's hot. It's like a pinkish orange, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, right. I wouldn't say pink. Maybe more of like a peach. Yeah, like, I like a orange. HelloTomo.com or hit the link below. Send your clients over there so that they can get a mortgage without losing their marbles, which ultimately will get you more referrals in the future. All right, racket number two. Another Inman article, Google searches for housing bubble have been spiking since March. Google Trends experienced a spike in searches for the term housing bubble earlier this spring, and it hasn't fully returned to normal levels, hinting that the topic is at least on a lot of minds. So yep. back in uh, early 2020, as the pandemic began, the number of Google searches related to mortgages spiked, a hint that in retrospect, foreshadowed the so-called great reshuffling as people move to greener pastures, right? Like that was yep. our first clue that, uh-oh, people are interested in getting a mortgage. Right. Maybe not Tomo because Tomo hadn't launched yet, but they were interested right. in getting a mortgage. And obviously we saw later, everybody started moving. Google searches in spring 2021, the big Google search that spiked was bidding wars. Bidding wars. Bidding wars. And that, you know, went from mortgages to like, oh my gosh, there's all these bidding wars. How do I compete? And so right now, and this this almost could have been the marketeer because as an agent, you want to know what people are searching in Google so you For can sure, sure. position answer. your content, answer what's those questions. Book, what's that book you made me read that one time? Um, they ask, you tell, they, right? They ask, you answer. Is that what it is? Yeah. You answer? They yeah. ask, you well, answer. I think my, I like mine better, but... Um, maybe that'll be part two. I mean, it's it's the truth, right? Like, what are people Googling? What are they searching? Give them the information. Give them that information. You should know what consumers are searching, not only ju like just nationally, it's just going to help you in your own marketplace. So right now, uh, you've seen a huge spike. We'll put up the chart for the recent Google tr Trends spike in housing bubble. 
But when you put that up and then we'll put the next chart up, when you put that side by side with the interest, it says interest over time. This is interest in the term housing bubble on Google. Okay. When you go all the way back to 2004, you see that the spike back then, and it was from like 2004 through 2005. So it was a long spike mm -hmm. was much higher than it is right now. For sure. You kind of had a, this flattened line uh, from 2000, I don't know, nine ish all the way until now where it's just starting to spike again, but nowhere near the level. No, it's like a quarter. It's like a quarter or an eight. Yeah. Like an eighth. Maybe it's, it's yeah. not even. Yeah. Oh, I guess a quarter maybe. Yeah. I get about that. We it's, are. It's, it's yeah. It hit a hundred. Now it's at 25. Yeah. It's nowhere near those levels. So it, but it is spiking for the first time in, say, 10 years on Google where people are hearing the word recession. We talked about this on last week's podcast. By the way, if you didn't see last week's Real Word, go check that out with Tom Ferry. Please consider subscribing, leaving a five-star review if you're uh, listening and not watching on YouTube. We talk about there's a, there was this article on Inman that basically a Zillow economist said, don't say the word housing bubble. That's bad advice. People are searching it. If you shy away from the word housing bubble and don't talk about it. Don't use the data to back up what's going on, right? Like for, I just put on my Instagram story today, Nicole, mm -hmm. the keeping current matters chart. This is yep. probably the best chart. Everybody should be probably putting this up once a week for their consumers. This keeping current matters chart says recession doesn't equal housing crisis. So home price changed the last six recessions. In 1980, recession, home prices went up 6.1%. 1981, mm -hmm. recession, home prices went up 3.5%. 1991, they went down, but not by a lot, 1.9%. Okay, so they went down a little bit during that recession. 2001, recession, home prices went up 6.6%. 2008, that recession, which was caused by banks. It was right. caused by the mortgage crisis. That one did go down almost 20% home values. In 2020, when we had a short two-quarter recession at the beginning of COVID, home prices went up 6%. So four of the last six recessions, home prices actually went up. If your consumers, your home shoppers, your homeowners in your community are searching, and the Google Trends right now says that they are, Google searches for housing bubble. They've been spiking since March. So your clients are searching this. You should be putting out that type of data. What happens during a recession over the last six? Well, four of them home values went up. This is the kind of information, one, you should be talking about to mm -hmm. your consumers and your clients, and two, you should be educating them on what it really means for the value of their home now right. and into the future. Boom. Boom, Nicole. Boom. Clip it. Bam. 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 Better. Bear. Bam. Much better. Much yep, better. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Marketeer of the Week. NAR, spending a lot more money. We love talking about NAR, spending well, our you just, money. I mean, I, guess, I think in the first the first round, mm. you were talking about people that don't spend enough time debating, but you love to debate this one. I love debating this one. I'm happy to debate anybody on this one, by the way. I want to BAM debate, so if anybody wants to get into the debate world, I'm, I'm up for that. NAR rebrands annual event to next, but spelt NXT, NXT rather, mm -hmm. boost spending to make it iconic. Iconic. The one 
and a half million member trade group said it decided to overhaul its annual realtors conference and expo for more after more than two years of analysis and research. It took mm -hmm. them two years to rebrand their conference well, of analysis. I want to know how much the analysis and research cost us for them to they, just they had two this years out. of not hosting them, probably too, right? Yeah, I guess so. Maybe, maybe so. Well, no, they had yeah. one last year. They had one last year hmm. in Orlando. And this we gotta go. We're going. I think we should. I think we should commit to going. All right, maybe. Uh, this one maybe. is maybe. This one is being branded "Ready, Set, Grow." NAR Next NXT, the Realtor Experience, November 11th through 13th, Orlando. So NAR, you're the uh, marketer of the week for rebranding your conference. But what did this cost? Okay. Uh, this is going to come at a net expense of $7.6 million, according to the million. trade group's annual finance committee report issued earlier this month. That's going to supposedly bring in a net revenue, though, of $1.5 million this year. So it's not a straight expense or expected to profit off of this. Yep. Okay. The 2022 report includes requests for 18 operating budget adjustments, adding up to $5.3 million dollars, all of which were approved by NAR's board of directors earlier this month. That amount is offset by an increase in NAR membership count, which added six over six million more to NAR's coffers uh, this year, more than expected. All right. There's all kinds of different things. They're spending $240,000, Nicole, mm -hmm. to cover the increased industry expenses related to shipping, exhibiting, and storage of the NAR booth. At yep. both this mid-year and annual conference, this whole next thing is supposed to be like, you know, it's like a branding play on the experience with a big right. X on experience. Yep, exchanging ideas with fellow practitioners, experimenting on the expo floor. The ex expo floor is supposed to be like a whole new. I, I'm kind experience. of just enjoying hearing you read these words and Keep going. getting. Top information education from experts. Mm -hmm. Okay. So NXT, by the way, they may have a uh, copyright issue with the WWE, which had a copyright issue years ago with the WWF, the WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment. Their like minor league group is NXT. So I, I don't know, Nar, you spent two years trying to figure this one out. I don't know if you, you gave Vinnie Mac, Vince McMahon of the WWE, a call on this one. You know, he, he may have an issue with that. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just, just saying. saying? I, don't, I don't know how much research was put into it. Nicole, what do you think of the rebrand? You like it? I just, I want to go. I mean, Nicole wants this is to where, go. I want to go. This is where the money's headed. I mean, it's again, there it's, it's, it's a, it's a lot of X's and a lot of experiencing and, and it, 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 a lot of lights. They're spending a lot of money on lights and, um, and Wi-Fi. So, I mean, so we'll have good Wi-Fi. That's good. You gotta go. I mean, why can't we gotta go? Come on. Yeah, they're spending an additional three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars on those Visual, items. Visual, audio, internet, electrical. I mean, it's gonna be, it's gonna be something, Byron. I think it's gonna, I think it's, it's gonna be something. I, that's for sure. I think it's, I think it's gonna be iconic. They're spending, they're saying it's iconic. That's their words. <laughs> NAR will be spending an additional 155000 to provide a virtual platform for the conference's general sessions. That won't help us if we're there live, though, right? Uh, educational sessions. They're I don't spending, think they're spending, offering spending. anything, though, virtually. They're offering some sessions virtually, but otherwise did not specify. Well, they're spending um, 155000 on a virtual platform. Well I, well, I think it sounds like it's all like you're immersing yourself. I don't know. I, I'm again a lot of speculation. Go but... for the the immersive experience. Yes, in November, Nicole. 
Yes. Let's see if Narl asked me to speak. They should. Oh, uh, boy. They should never allow you to speak. Byron at thebrokeagent.com. Happy to do it. Happy to. <laughs> I mean, they spend a lot of money. I'm, I'm sure you guys can meet my small fee. So have me over there. If we go, Nicole, we'll do a bunch of pods. Bobby, you're in on that trip. And uh, we'll get a whole bunch done. Maybe we'll I mean, be there. Who, I mean, Orlando will be nice in November. In the in the comments, who's who goes to the annual NAR event in Orlando? Who goes? Do you love it? And who's excited about this year? Yeah, are you excited about this year? And should we go? Do you love it? And should we go? All right. That's it, Nicole. That's a wrap. Check out Tomo for your clients. If you haven't subscribed to BAM, the Broke, uh, Broke Agent Media, rather, YouTube, please subscribe there. If you're listening to The Real Word on Spotify or Apple, please love for you to consider leaving us a review. Appreciate all you guys. We'll see you next week. Keep see it you real. guys.